0: Just to launch this conversation. This is our playground.
1: They have spontaneous conversations. They don't play in this. I mean,
0: there's actually something sort of
1: spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist.
1: We should be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Good
0: evening, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, kindred spirits across the globe. Wow. I'm going big. I'm going big
1: tonight. (laughs) And the galaxy, (laughs) the planets, everybody listening. Wow.
0: I guess I'm happy to be back. Welcome to our current edition of The Robin Callie Show. My name is Callie Alpert. I'm here with one of my favorite people on the planet, Robbie Kay. No pressure.
1: What's up, Callie A? Good to see (laughs) you. Good to see you too.
0: (laughs) I'm happy to be back in the studio with everyone here today after being on the road last week. Welcome back. Thank you. I felt the void. Um, So tonight we're going to talk about a, um, uh, discuss a topic that has, I, I think resonates with a lot of people. It seems to be around us a lot, even as we're talking tonight before we went on the air. Um, which is the idea of feeling big versus acting or feeling small in your life, in every capacity. For me, this topic uh, came to mind most recently a few weeks ago when I had had, you know, given, I've talked about it enough (laughs) on the show, but just the last year and a half to two years where um, professionally things have been very challenging and transitional and still kind of walking through that and finding my way out of it. And I had a one week where there were probably three days where I was in, you know, the same sweatpants and maybe barely took a shower. What a picture I'm painting and just wasn't feeling very. I know
1: no one has powerful. ever done that. You're the only <laughs> you know, one like on to earth. Be honest
0: and vulnerable yeah. about these things. Right. And, um, you know, just feeling pretty insignificant and not feeling in my power. <clears throat> Pardon me. And then. The final, it was probably a Friday afternoon, the final day of that week, I happened to have three meetings for all different reasons. One was a bliss project, one was a job, one was a more entrepreneurial pursuit, whatever it was. And I felt like a completely different person. I just felt bigger. And while we'll get into the depths of you know I don't like the idea that my circumstances are defining how big and expansive I feel or how small we'll talk about that obviously more in depth Mm -hmm. that was the truth and that's how I felt and it was just amazing how aware I was that I could feel so big and so small within the course of the same 24 hours you have any any resonance with this at all
1: absolutely i totally do i in fact i'm so overwhelmed by this topic i have no idea what to say and i'm almost serious about it because i think this is one of the core topics for me in my life it's such a theme that one of my lessons and jobs being rob k in this life is to not play it small and be big Mm. And I was thinking about that quote by Marion Williamson, who are we not to be big? You know, we're not, oh. I forget the exact quote, but it's like, we're not serving anybody to play it small. Right? Like our job as spiritual beings or children of God or whatever you want to call it, like our job is to be who we are while we're here. And I think a lot of us, and I especially want to talk to people that are listening who Maybe in a challenging situation, maybe a marriage or in your family or a friendship or a business relationship where you feel like you're not being heard, where when you try and use your voice, you're told you're stupid or you're doing it wrong or you shouldn't even speak up. And so I really want to kind of just inspire people to use their voice Mm. because of this show.
0: Mm. That, yeah, that, I mean, that's, again, again, it's, it's so vast, it's almost hard. And even hearing you talk about it, I'm trying to dig back to like where all my, you know, where my smallness might be rooted. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that, you know, accomplish that in our short half hour show or nor do I want to bore everybody with my process, but it is amazing how many inner voices we have that we're not even aware of Mm -hmm. and how far back these sort of tentacles Track when we, you know, sort of created the first inner dialogue for whatever reason—our influences growing up, or experiences when we were younger, where we didn't feel empowered, where we didn't feel like we had a voice, where we wouldn't didn't feel like we could be expansive. For um, you know, a lot of societal reasons, we were taught that it was um, more appropriate to sp- stay inside constructs or belief systems or whatever it may be, and that really does create inside of us. Seeming limitations, I'm not saying we're not bigger than them, but our brain learns that th- that we're limited and that there's a sense of sort of deprivation.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to outgrow those limits. You know, I want to grow past those limits and get rid of those old beliefs and have a new belief system. And I think that's when we talk about in the show, it's an inside job. That's the inner work. You know, it's up to me um, to change what I think about myself, what I think about the world, you know, for me, a lot of times it happens where I feel like I'm not allowed. You know, mm. I have this message or, you know, a message in my head that says you're not allowed to do that. You know, even to have a radio show, you know, this is an exercise for me to be big, to get on the air every week and have a podcast and have people hear what we're talking about. And we talk about, you know, some <laughs> some personal stuff sometimes. So Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of being huge, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. I just want to invite people also to please join us, and um, we welcome you um, to to call in if you have questions, comments, if you want to share a story. The number is 877-480-4120. I think that... Um God, there's so many examples of it. You know, I for me again, most recently, it really it's manifesting more based on my professional life. But ultimately, that goes deeper. Mm. And you're right; a lot of it probably has to do with what permission I give myself to be expansive. On one level, Mm. um, we all always are, and our circumstances and what's going on in our brain and our inner dialogue is really very separate from the absolute truth, which is we are all here like you said to be big and to live our greatest biggest most abundant um achieved or you know selves right Mm -hmm. um but the fact that we don't give ourselves permission for that you know really requires trying to kind of break the wiring undo the patterns you know i was i've been really thinking a lot about that too and i'm in the middle of one of my favorite spiritual teacher shaman brilliant writers on the planet Don Miguel Ruiz's autobiography which is has just come out or just about to come out um in fact we're hoping maybe to have him as a guest on the show how's that for a little how's that for a little tease no pressure Papa if you're listening. Um, <laughs> that's that's a, that's how we book our guests that we haven't that's had right. on the show. Yet. We, just we just do just a shout out, out, we plead hope. a
1: little, and <laughs> hopefully we get an email.
0: Um, it's a very deep, beautiful, powerful book, and it's an autobiography. And there's a lot of magic, you know, just hearing his process and his own um, evolution. But one of the lines today I was reading about had to do with, um, you know, the biggest sin we commit in our lives is going against ourselves. Yeah. Which is really what you're saying. It's holding ourselves down from whatever our greatest... I, um, there's a Potential. word I'm, thank you yeah. or yeah There's experience that, yeah, yeah something
1: yeah all that stuff
0: and it comes in so many different forms doesn't it you yeah. know I mean it really really does I mean I find when I'm feeling small even like my posture changes I walk around my body's tighter I feel like I'm you know an inch or two shorter than I normally yeah. yeah. am you know my body feels different just more con- constrained and tight Yeah. And, um, and that can come from just feeling you know again sort of unimportant or like I have Haven't been connected that day or that week, you know, or haven't been in a flow. And for me, I think it really comes, if I'm going to oversimplify it, it's when I'm in flow versus when I'm not in flow. When I'm in flow and everything kind of feels like it's just sort of naturally happening and life is fluid and I'm feeling communal out in the world with people and things. Yeah. I feel my full you know, expansive self. And Mm. when I feel like I'm isolated or depressed or disappointed or not feeling as hopeful as I'd like to feel, Mm. um, I feel really small.
1: Yeah. Well, I've talked about on the show how sometimes I forget I'm six feet tall and I'm walking around. I feel like I'm five eight or five nine or something. I'm like, Oh, I'm six feet. Like (laughs) I'm tall, Yeah. you know? And then with a voice like mine, it's like, if I speak up in (laughs) a group of people, like all of a sudden some, Heads turn, or people are like looking right at me. or So it's like, oh yeah, my voice is kind of distinctive, you know. I was thinking though about you um, have a
0: voice for radio, by the way.
1: Thanks. You know, I've been told that, and I really want to do radio. You need to brush up on that a little. Yeah. Um, I think for me, to be fair, when I was growing up, I think I was part of the generation where kids were seen and not heard. I think that was sort of a theme, and it's not that my parents meant it to be that way. I think they were taught that, and I think they did the best they could, but I wasn't really asked my opinion a whole lot. I wasn't really asked what I thought a whole lot, and I think that had an effect on my belief system and on my self-esteem, and so I think that... Again, my work is to change that now as an adult because I find that I still in therapy or, you know, any kind of places where I talk about processing this stuff and experiencing really good stuff compared to some of the deprivation I've had in my life or challenges I've been through and the feelings that come up from that. You know, sometimes I need a lot of support to be big and to experience some of the benefits or the experiences of being big you know um i remember i had a therapist who said to me i wish you all the success you can stand
0: oh wow that's deep yeah. I'm not even sure I can yeah. fully yeah. process it so, right now. So it's like we, we, so
1: we all have that self-saboteur in us. Mm-hmm. We all have that part of us that gets afraid of getting bigger, being bigger, and maybe wants to retreat, go back in the cave, or maybe go backwards. Maybe go back to the past and not move towards the future or just be in the present and keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that's why it's good that we live one day at a time, because mm, you know? otherwise it'd be too much. Yeah, sometimes it's overwhelming. I mean, I was talking to before before the show. You know, I've had uh I don't know, two or three weeks of therapy that have been really heavy and a lot of feelings coming up and things are going really well. And sometimes I'm sad about it. It's like, why on earth would I be sad because things are going well? Well, I'm kind of grieving, you know, mm-hmm. parts of my life where it wasn't going well and how sad that is and to let go of those feelings and clear the space for love and abundance to have a home.
0: And like I told you, that's pretty brave to go and dig deep in all of that because I think bottom line is we know rationally when things do not serve us, but we all gravitate toward the familiar and then we spend the rest of our life if we're, you know, interested in evolving or doing the work or being mindful in this area of undoing, of chiseling away at all the layers that built up based on all the lessons, constructs, messages, wiring that we were, you know, taught. Yeah. as we were you know as we were getting older yeah um, my uh, a friend of mine um, before I came here was uh, told me a really sweet story knowing the the topic that we were going to be discussing tonight. And he was telling me that he remembers years ago seeing a cartoon in a magazine or a newspaper. And it was a drawing of a little boy who is at a circus in a seat. And he had this large strapping man in front of him and he could not see what was going on. And um, so he realized what he needed to do really was like lower himself and duck down and use the guy's legs to peek through for his view. And I just thought that Mm. that was such a beautiful sort of metaphor on some level for what we're talking about that it's not about there's no such thing as big or small there's just how we deal with our circumstances and what our perception of that is yeah it's sweet right
1: yeah so with that we welcome any calls numbers 877-480-4120 please call in if you have any thoughts you want to join the conversation and we will be right back after this
0: Welcome back. To the Rob and Callie show. I think I might have just done that a little early. My apologies.
1: No, I thought you forgot the show. You're like, wait, what? What's, you do what so show? many podcasts. What's, wait, which show is this?
0: I'm moonlighting. I'm cheating on you. We'll have to talk about that after the show. That's no, this is, this, is my, this is my one. Expand. And only.
1: Be big, Callie. Yeah, exactly. Go forth and be big.
0: Thank you. Uh, and speaking of that, what a nice segue. So we are talking about um, the difference between feeling big and feeling or acting small and just all the different ways that that can manifest in our life and just this and the source from which those kind of feelings come if you'd like to join us please call in at 877-480-4120 and um, I guess as I'm listening to us talk I'm thinking how do we how do we break through these thoughts? Because, again, the, the truth is this is all just stuff in our brains, right? These mm-hmm. are just our patterns. These are our thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's not about our circumstances. It's not about being unemployed or feeling important or being sought after. I mean, again, that's how it manifests for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between even just going back to like, you know, I'd go from having some meeting with some very fancy, reputed executive um, thinking that there might be a possibility for a job and then you know the next thing I know long you know long period of time goes by and I haven't heard from that person And progressively you know you start kind of shrinking and shrinking and shrinking collectively that happens um, mm-hmm. and at the same time how do you keep your power inside of that because we know it's not about the circumstances it's not about the voices in our head it's not about the lessons that we learned when we were kids even though that informs us so deeply I'm just asking a a genuine question now. I don't have an answer. So I'm going to put you on the spot or Mm -hmm. us rhetorically, which is, you know, what to do about that? What is the best, most helpful way to break through all the messaging that our, you know, grappling with the messaging that our brain is telling us Mm -hmm. and still trying to stay in a place of expansion?
1: Well, you know, what I do and what I talk to clients about or friends or anybody is just to pay attention to what we're thinking, you know, and pay attention to how I'm feeling and then I can go from there. A lot of it for me has been really self-parenting. It's like being a coach to myself. You know, I'm a life coach for other people, but I think one of the reasons I'm a life coach for other people is because I understand how tough it can be to get bigger. And so I have empathy for my clients and I relate to some of their struggles. And at the same time, I'm trying to practice what I talk to them about. And um, I think for me, it's also about paying attention to what that little kid is thinking and talking to him, but at the same time being an adult. And so for instance, I had a client who... um, when I met her, she she was working in interior design and she was making twenty five bucks an hour. And I said, "You're an interior designer in New York City. I mean, this is like one of the biggest cities in the world, and you, this is like, and this is one of the fashion cities of the world and the interior design cities of the world. Yeah. And you're making like nothing. And so I said to her, like, to go under her boss and ask for at least double the rate." And I said, ask what you think you're worth because she was really nervous and anxious about asking for more Mm. money. And so it was really getting out of her comfort zone, being bigger, practicing being bigger, maybe talking to her little kid before she went in there. And she asked for 60 bucks an hour and the boss said, sure, right away.
0: (laughs) And so
1: she more than doubled her rate Mm. just by asking for it. You know, so I say to people, take yourself off the sale rack. You deserve full price.
0: Oh, I just got a flashback. You used to tell me that about men. Remember? <laughs> Wasn't that you? I just got such a flashback yeah. earlier in our relationship when I used to complain about, you know, finding, um, d- pulling the wrong men and I might not have been taking responsibility for it back then, right. but not having the healthy, full, fruitful relationships. And you were saying you got to keep yourself off the sales rack. Wasn't that you that told yeah. me? I don't, yeah. 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 Um, thanks for that. I just had a whole like sure. flashback to something completely different.
1: I'm glad I remembered it.
0: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was good. It's such a good line. Yeah. But what, first of all, did she cut you in for percentage of the. Of the increase? No, she was a really good client, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I still talk to her. She's a good client.
0: Um, But I do. But that is such a powerful and such a simple example. Just to believe or even act as if and just ask. Right. You know, I think um, I'm going to go to my one of my favorite TV, my guilty pleasures, not so guilty pleasures is the voice, the reality, you know, music performance show. And often, you know, these are kids that are fresh off, you know, whatever small town experience or one coffee house gig. And suddenly they're in front of these, you know, legendary icons and they're nervous and they're trying to. And you can almost see that moment where they have to step into their big, you know, their, their, their what's the expression like your your big girl pants or just step into your power yeah because it's right there it's being given to you and you just have to step into it yeah and it's not like they can really explain how they got there it just sort of happened because they took steps and continued to do what they believed they you know what they cared about what they loved continued in their flow found things that made them happy and the next thing you know the expansion sort of takes place, which I think is probably one of the takeaways perhaps in this conversation.
1: Yeah. And so many times on the voice, you see coaches coaching the singers through an emotional time or feeling scared and, and being apprehensive about stepping into their power and really using their voice literally. And so it's such a huge part, I think for all of us, whenever we're Again, getting out of that comfort zone, breaking old patterns, trying something new, trying things that may be a little uncomfortable. Even things we want sometimes can feel uncomfortable. I mean, you know, like that whole... I guess, syndrome where, you know, guys are chasing a girl that's not good for them or girls are chasing a guy that's not good for them. And it's because sometimes we're just repeating that childhood pattern of being in abusive or neglectful relationships because we feel like we don't deserve something better or we're just uncomfortable with something better. And we have to acclimate to that sometimes. And also, I just want to say we need support as well. I could not have done this alone to get as far as I have in life. And so, again, just people that are listening, you know, please get some support therapy, support groups, even call a friend, whatever you need.
0: Yeah. I think maybe one of the first steps in trying to break out of these um, whatever, you know, anvils or weights we put on our shoulders to kind of squash us mm-hmm. is really mindfulness. Yeah. Knowing just paying enough attention to yourself and having enough quiet to know that something is not right, to know that there's a difference between that little man as I call it that's sort of knocking in your on your insides mm. and whatever your circumstance is that's holding you down. And just to notice that it's going on. Yeah. And then from there it is seeking support. It is learning the right dialogue. It might be catching yourself when you're um, you know, in a situation that's not a, um potentially abundant and fruitful for you and and recognizing it and either giving yourself, you know, creating a new circumstance or a new affirmation in your head. It's just little steps to really unlearn the parts that don't help and give yourself permission to step into the expansion. Does that yeah? Yeah. make sense?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and when we do that, then we feel like we're in the natural flow. Then we feel like, you know, the the prosperous human beings that we're supposed to be, you know, people that are supposed to be enjoying life. I think something else that sometimes people practice in life is, you know, the world's a really deep, dark place, very dangerous. And, you know, right now there's some stuff going on that is dangerous. But at the same time, it's trying to find as much peace as I can, as much harmony as I can, as much joy as I can. And some days it's really challenging. Some days I can't do it at all. Some days I'm in sweats or I'm taking a nap or I'm doing something like that just to hide from the world because, you know, I don't know what else to do or I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I think the other thing for me is is I really started to see the patterns I had of hiding. Like for me, it was chasing an unavailable girl because I was hiding from a, an intimate relationship that would be long-term and meaningful and very loving, supportive, all the things I wanted, but unconsciously I was afraid of. You know, So we always have ways of sort of being attached to the old, and I think the challenge is to try and practice the new.
0: And I think also if um, it, yes, on every level. Um, And also if you're going through something difficult where you're certain, you know, we're all human. So it's, you know, we talk in these great, grand, woo-woo terms sometimes. um, But we're still all human and we all get stuck in our things and have our challenges. So, you know, I just can offer one of the things that I think that's helped me because I said this to you earlier, I'm like, oh, thankfully this topic's not resonating with me as much today as it did when I thought about it a week ago. you know, And part of that is to do with remembering that circumstances do not define you. Circumstances Mm -hmm. do not define your power and your soul and your worth. They might seem like that on paper. It's very understandable the way we're set up in this society. But it's really not the case. And if you're feeling like that, it can be as simple as just surrounding yourself with people that love you that think highly of you um you know do something that makes you helps you remember your worth whether it's you know that you're a a really great painter or that you're a great mother or that you're a great listener to your friend do something that makes you feel connected and full because inside of that is the again like the the bigness i guess
1: yeah yeah also with that, I, I want to address maybe people that are going through some challenges where they feel intimidated to use their voice or speak up and they are hiding. And, you know, one thing that I've been passionate about my whole life is I hate bullies. I hate bullies. And um, I want to talk to people that are maybe feeling like they're being bullied in their life or maybe they feel like that, you know, if they, they speak up, they're not safe to do it. And I just want to support you in looking the bully in the eye and saying no no is a complete sentence you don't really need to say anything <laughs> other than that and i think one of the things that i've tried to help clients with and one of the things i practice is looking people in the eye and especially if they intimidate you because bullies will back down if you look them in the eye you know they're really cowards and a lot of times they're afraid of themselves. And sometimes they're not even afraid of what they're doing. So it's like looking in the looking them in the eye to have that soul-to-soul connection and kind of calling them out on the truth.
0: When you say bullies, you're talking about any spiritual vampire, emotional vampires in your life. It could be your mother-in-law. It could be a sibling. This is not your traditional version of like kids and bullying. This is anybody who kind of um, has the potential to zap your power or just not, uh, not help you, not not... Build you up or support you
1: exactly, right? Just anybody
0: who can kind of take your, make you seemingly take your power away.
1: Yeah, and I think the main, I guess the the common denominator is that they're very controlling. They usually want to control everything, including control you. Yeah, and so I just want to say you don't have to do that anymore.
0: Yeah. So I guess the lesson today is your voice is in there. Our bigness is in there. Nobody can impact that. No circumstance, no person, even when it feels like they can. Yeah. It's really inside of us to find just little simple ways day by day that can kind of fill us up a little bit when we're feeling a little bit lower and a little bit smaller.
1: Yeah, and even writing down your thoughts, like what you believe, you know, what do you believe? Why do you rock? Yeah. Why I rock? That's so funny because when I talk to clients, I say, "Write, write down, you're a rock star.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good. I haven't even been, well, I've been, I've been your client, but I've never paid you a penny.
1: <laughs> 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 That's right. The friendship has been priceless. <laughs> With that, this is the end of another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. If you want to find out more about us, we're on all the social media, The Robin Callie Show. If you want to find out more about me or get a life coaching session, you can go to robk.com.
0: And if you'd like to find out more about me, I'm at calliealpert.com. Thank you everybody for joining us.
1: Take care, y'all.